How's your green footprint this morning, Rocky? Folks, I'm telling you something. I am, I, I'm just telling you something. I'm going to be honest with you as we begin this broadcast. I love the fact that all of you listen to the program. I love the fact that all of you listen to the podcast. That You know, it's very cool. But you know what's even cooler? Is when you come onto my YouTube channel and you watch the program, you can actually see Scotty Roberts rip ass before we go live on the air. <laughs> I can't believe you did that, Roberts. You know I got a gag thing going on, bro. I said, bro. I said, yeah. bro, again. <laughs> I told Scotty. I, I told Scotty before we went on the show, I says, dude, I'm telling you, I said, bro, way too many times last night. If there was a drinking game to where somebody says, bro, and you had to drink every oh. time I said, bro, they would be so wasted at the end of the program. Oh, that is a great idea. Let's make tonight a drinking game, folks. Every time Rocky says, bro, or some variation like bruh or something like that, broheim, whatever it is, take a drink of something. Dude, you farted. Dude. One back. Huh? Dude, you farted, bro. Oh, dude. I did it again. Oh, bro. Take a shot. Take a shot. Bro. <laughs> take a shot, bruh. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is going on here, man? See, well, I was distracted by my child. I had no idea we were actually, you know, I'm distracted by your yet. fart. I mean, it was like your microphone picked it up. Bonk. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. I don't even know how to describe it, but I'll, I'll use my imagination. To come now, up if with... I'd known we were recording. No, you would have done it. Either. I would have. I, I, I would have positioned my my butt a little better on my wooden bench here. I got a wooden stool I'm sitting on. I feel so bad for that stool, bro. I'm just saying. I still. Well, do you feel better uh, at least? Do you feel better at least? What's up, bro? What's up? Uh, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, it was like like load lightning. Dang. I mean, I'm speechless. I ain't got nothing right now. We had a whole good vibrations, baby. Dude, you know what's so funny? Yesterday when we did our show, first off, what? we did a whole segment talking about li literally buttholes and anal sex. Hey, if you weren't here, folks. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, quite interesting. But um, this is what you get when you come on this program. We actually were going to be really smart the first segment, and we we're going to talk about some serious things going on around the world. And the whole segment, we didn't even get to it. It was the coolest experience I've ever had in my life. I'm just saying, this is what we do here. If, if you're not a bit twisted in your brain, this show is not for you. I'm just being honest with you. I hate it when I hear shows say, don't listen if you don't like it. No, we want you here, but we just need you to prepare yourself. I feel sorry for people that come in for the very first time to listen to the program, oh, and they come yeah. into a segment like that. You know what I mean? Hey, honey, I got this great show I'm going to listen to tonight because I heard it was fantastic, and these guys really hit the issues hard. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they hear, somebody farting or talking about a butthole. Yeah, that's what we do, bro. Come <laughs> on. Oh, my God, I did it again. What'd you do, bro? See? You see what I'm saying? It's I got to stop that, man. Man. All right, there you go. Nice. Nice recovery, Roberts. Nice recovery. Folks, hey, this segment is brought to you by... Stem alive, stem alive, stem alive, stem yep. alive. This here, what I have here, Scott. Now I started taking it again, and uh, you should have yours arriving. As a matter of fact, I need information from you because this is what I got you. I got you the stem alive. All right. um, I was gonna get something for Rainy. I was gonna get her because they have the the eye cream uh, yeah. that helps rebuild your stem cells in your face and helps get oh, rid of wrinkles cool. and all that. 
Uh, but I wanted to get you this first because I know you got the the heart thing, you have the hip thing, uh, knee thing. Back she got thing. the wrinkle thing too. She Wrink- ain't got no wrinkles. You, well, you got wrinkles in places that there shouldn't be wrinkling going on. You know. Oh, I do. Um, but this here, basically, what this does, it's nutrition for your stem cells. That's what it is. Cool. And uh, it has a whole bunch of really cool stuff in here uh, that just it's it's super super healthy. I also got the liver and the stomach uh, cleanse that I'm going to start as soon as I get off my antibiotics. I want to wait till I'm done with my antibiotics for that. But if you are interested, this stuff here, um, Leslie's got it. Um, Audrey's ordered it. A whole bunch of people have been ordering this, and it's super inexpensive. Just go to streamingtalkradio.com and you will see the link, the direct link. It's it's uh, right there on the homepage of the website stem alive fantastic well you know scotty here's the thing you know when we're young you know we we have this mentality that we're indestructible you know and kind of mentally i still do until i get a pain and then i'm no longer indestructible but as we get older we become i think we we start to become or some of us become more health conscious because i think we feel the wrath of some of our past behaviors catching up to us. You know what I mean? I jumped out of a third story window one time just for fun. You know, it's stupid uh, shit like yeah, that, bro. Yeah. You know, that it sounds like a great idea at the time, but here I am 20 some years later and I got major arthritis in the bones yeah. that I broke from jumping out of that freaking stupid window. Whose idea was that, right? anyways? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was yours. It was my and, idea. And, and that's where you, you know, when you get older, you're like, eh. That was dumb. You know, what do they say? They say youth is wasted on the young. Uh, that's a good point sure yeah man that's a really good point bro hey um you know we're not pushing this enough um so here's the deal the 24th of this month we're talking a couple weeks uh we are going to be doing a live broadcast down at the depot bar and grill in hastings minnesota come on down folks that is going to be your opportunity to come and hang out with the cannoli jeff darty myself i think uh audrey's gonna be there um there's going to be so many people that are going to be there. That is going to be the Depot Bar and Grill. Now, we also have the event at the Minnesota Renaissance Grounds. That is going to be the 25th and 26th of October. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, that event, both of our events are sold out. But if you're interested yeah. to go see the act itself, the, the act itself, because we love the hell out of Jim Cunningham, um, he does have other nights still available. Uh, just search Phantoms Feast on facebook and all the ticket information will be right there uh we're humbled that our two nights sold out almost right away so that's very cool roberts yeah i think it's very cool uh that's fun this is like what the fifth or sixth year we've done this Dude, i've lost track man so, fifth sixth seventh i lost track so it's very cool and uh you know you don't get to spend as much time as you'd like to doing that i think we're going to try to go out early this year in the afternoon while it's still light and tour the grounds a little bit and look around and Dude, let see me, what we're doing in the dark. Let me throw something at you here, folks. Now, this here is yeah. unprofessional radio. We're not professional radio. I just, you know, we try to be, but we're not. But um, I got contacted yesterday, and I have not thrown this by you yet. There is a gentleman uh, down south here of the cities who is having um, a major haunting going on at his place. Oh, uh, Poltergeist? he's having the lights turning on and off by themselves. And he's to the point to where he's too afraid to even be at his location. That says a lot. When somebody gets to a point to where they're psychologically damaged from a haunting, that's when they call the cannoli and the stucci. You know what I mean? 
but I told him, now I got to work straight through. I work this weekend just to give everybody heads up. I do work this weekend. Uh, everybody knows how this goes when I work the weekends. It sucks. I hate it. And I apologize. I hate working weekends because I pull graveyard duty. So I told him that I would be available not this weekend, but next weekend. I will follow up with you more on this. And I'll also keep all of our listeners involved and uh, keep you guys kind of flowing through the process with us so you guys can kind of see what we're dealing with and, and we're understanding. Dude, do you know I got a video on Facebook that's ready to hit 20 million views? Wow, what video is that? It's a video of the Christmas tree that is surrounded in a cage and the cats are trying to get the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, I remember that. 20 million freaking views, dude. Holy crap. It's like, what the hell? I had a video here of when we were at the Renaissance. No, I'm looking for it. I'm actually looking for it. When we are at the Renaissance grounds last year, here it is. Now, I can't remember what the timestamp is, so I'm not going to do it because it's not here. I actually had the video, but you remember when it came through and it said Rocky? Yep. And I don't can't remember what kind of language we use, so I'm not going to take the risk of playing. Yeah, that. I don't. I don't remember. All right. So, anyways, on the business, so everybody knows what's going on. The Depot Bar and Grill, October 24th. Um, That's uh, a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Is it really two weeks? Two weeks. I'm sorry. Dude, two weeks. From ma- tomorrow. Whoa. What's up, bro? Dude, sorry, you just stress bro. me out. Man, sorry, bro. <laughs> Um, you know why that started the bro thing? No, it's because we'd say it at once in a blue moon, and people loved it, or that somebody said something about it. Oh, bro, he's he called him bro or bro. Hashtag. Hey, then yeah. we were doing bra, yeah, bra, and now it's like every other word, bra. You know, bra. What I mean? I know, bruh. but it does. It, it was irritating me last night that I was yeah. even doing it, man. You know, you know. Here's the thing, dude. I we've been around the block in this business. We know the rules. You know what I'm saying? We know how intros are supposed to be in, in like national radio. We know what the outros are supposed to be like. We know the right language you're supposed to use. I don't want to be that guy, man. I just want to be the dude that turns this microphone on with my brother and have these conversations and say whatever we want. I know if I right. wanted to do, if, if I got a call from the Blaze and they said they wanted me to start a show tomorrow, dude, I could go do a professional radio program and do everything above reproach and use the right language and not talk about buttholes and and do the right catching intros and the right catching outros. I could do that, but I, you know what? I enjoy just doing this. I just enjoy saying, well, "What's up?" It's because we enjoy this. That's why we do what we do. Um, you know, if it was the 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 rules, we certainly uh, could get by and and do what we're supposed to do. Another thing is, you know, I listen to myself and I hear myself say "uh" a lot, and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, but uh, but uh, I say "but uh" a lot, but uh. uh and uh, if I could eradicate that from my speech altogether, I would, you know, and it's just something that you, you know, it's vocal habits, you know, if you're a professional radio guy, you're not supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to get on and I don't even care. Uh, this is the Rocky Stucci show and we're here to uh, do this and that, but, uh, oh, but, uh, yeah, don't so. even care. All right. Hey, so you, you brought something up before we went hot tonight uh, in regards to resist resist yeah so you started reading a post from one year oh yeah far left i don't know is he far left or is he just left i never knew him to be he's a former roommate of mine um he was kind of a uh you would call him a wise guy enforcer type in uh kind of um an enforcer uh, crime circles and then he reformed himself 
He was an alcoholic too, I believe, at the time, if I'm not mistaken. You mean like he an enforcer? Himself. What's that? Like an enforcer, enforcer? Yeah, yeah, an enforcer person. All right, bro. All right. Um, and uh, there was one time, not to tell his story for him, but there was one time where he thought he was dead. And the guy uh, had him laying on the floor and said something to him and shot. He thought he shot him. And he shot a big hole in the floor right next to his head and took off. Right. And uh, right, um, he said, that was the night he said, I'm done. I got to get out of this. And he reformed himself, and uh, he actually became a cop. He was a cop for a while. So from an enforcer to a cop. To a cop. And uh, I always knew him to be any tough guy, you know, Irish uh, background, uh, shorter than I am. He's about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, five, this is a physical, so you get the idea, sure. the visual, tough, built like a fire plug, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, now he hasn't been my roommate since... Uh, uh, before I started dating Rainey. So we're talking like, I haven't had close encounters with Mick other than running to him uh, every now and then uh, um, at the festival and places like that in uh, 15 years. Okay. But uh, um, I see him, talk to him a lot online. All right, he's all right. on way over to the left. Okay. And, and he's he's also got, you know, like the big, just as a physical descriptor, He's changed a little bit. He always had tats and stuff, but he's got the big uh, ear thing in his lobes mm. and, you know, piercings in his face oh, and, nose so impressed. and stuff like that. And But he's still very big uh, uh, Second Amendment guy. Mm. I mean, he's all about his guns. He's all about, he used to come out to my place uh, in the country and go shooting. Okay. All right. And right. Uh, he's got all that stuff. So he's into that, but he's very, very anti-trump very uh i mean almost to the tds level oh and uh Whoa. um he's become very radicalized and uh, uh so that's that's the descriptor of this guy good-hearted man huge big loving-hearted guy sounds like it bro very tough very tough guy too all right all right so he made a post all right made a post um and a couple of them. And I did not respond to this. This was yesterday, 17 hours ago. He said, refusal to comply with an impeachment inquiry is treason. And regardless of what side of the issue you're on is reason for outright revolt. You can no longer call yourself a patriot if you support the actions of this administration. This is exactly why the Second Amendment exists. Arm yourselves. This is war. All right, so the first, was, the first thing that pops into mind, read the first sentence or two again, Scotty. Sure. Refusal to comply with an impeachment inquiry is treason, and regardless of what side of the issue you're on, it's a reason for outright revolt. All right, so there's the first thing that popped in my head that I just want to bring up. So refusal to comply, I, I understand what's going on uh, yep. with, with what Trump is doing. He's refusing to comply with this impeachment thing. Um, what are this guy's views in regards to the gangster-style behavior of the Democrats that are coming up with all this false information and all these false accusations because they are so obsessed with Trump? Does he have any comments or concerns in regards to the behavior of the Democratic Party on how they're handling this impeachment process? If he does, I don't know what they are yet. Uh, I may have seen some things he said, but... I couldn't tell you. I couldn't quote it for you. Okay, so are there any replies in this post? Oh, he does. He does support Antifa. 
Oh, Jesus. They're heroes. He thinks they're heroes. Here we go. There's actually a post of his not long ago where he was praising Antifa. And if I can find it here just by scrolling back in his thing, I'll. All right. So let's break this down. So if I was an investigator and somebody came up to me with information and says, we have a guy here who's borderline radical, sounds pretty radical to me left, uh, who publicly supports a pro-communist radicalized organization that wreaks chaos in our streets and uh, abuses innocent people. And now this same guy is talking about going to D.C. with his guns to start a revolt because this is why the Second Amendment was established. Do you think that he may have caught the attention of maybe some authorities with this behavior? Uh, Maybe. Uh, You know, they said they watch it. They can't see everything everybody's doing in America. It's not enough people doing that. But I, so who would know? Algorithms. You you start talking about guns in DC in the same paragraph, algorithms, and that, you know, how they have all those keyword key phrases. I would think Facebook is set up for that. Hell yes, they are, bro. What's, oh, Jesus. By the way, uh, bro, (laughs) uh, just uh, in in regard, and and I don't want to start anything, I don't want to go down this path again today, but you remember the first half of yesterday's show. So I'm on Mick's page right now, and I'm going back down to trying to find. Oh, there, I just named him. Uh, I'm going back down, scrolling to find his other post. And he's got a post that says the human anus can stretch up to seven inches without taking damage. Oh, I've seen a raccoon. A raccoon can squeeze through holes as tight as four inches, meaning you can take almost two raccoons up your ass. Believe in yourself. That's a post of Mick's. Oh, that's inspiring. It is. It is. Seven inches, bro. Dude, you can see Uh, somebody's brain from their butthole. I know. Isn't that crazy? Seven inches? Dude, I've seen videos that were troubling before. No, I didn't. Yeah. I'm visualizing that, though. That's creepy. And and, and he's a good guy. Obviously, he sounds peaceful as shit. His very next post is, apparently, my endless quest to offend middle-aged entitled white women continues. Uh Send caffeine and cigars. So he smokes cigars, but I, I wanted to find this one post that he said uh, where he was praising Antifa and maybe it was long enough ago that I, that I'm, that I'm not finding it. But All right. So what kind of responses was this dude? Not much. He didn't get a lot of response on that one. People are too afraid to man, because they got, know that that post is being yeah, watched. I was going to write something and I did not have the chance. Um, but uh, this was because this was like what? 17 hours ago is when I saw this. But uh, the responses he did get uh, were these. Somebody said, is anyone surprised by this? Sorry, jackass, but this isn't up to you to decide. Oh, wait. Oh, they're talking to Mick? Yeah. And then somebody else said, the Oath Keepers are coming to Minneapolis to protect the Trump supporters. No, they're not. They'll be armed to the teeth with all of their tactical gear. Oath Keepers aren't coming here. They can shut their Uh, mouth, man. So, so I was going to respond to all that. And I was going to give uh, my take on the refusal to comply and what it's really all about. And why don't you, you, you know, you're an intelligent person. Why don't you see through this? Why don't you see a little deeper than this? Well, I think sometimes uh, our blindness, our hatred, our disdain, uh, I, you know, I think that corrupts our 
rational thought process. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think we become so ang- I do it. I'm guilty. I am. I'm guilty as hell. Yeah. Um, where we get so angry at something that it's, 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 you know, when somebody gets hot in the moment and they're, it's extremely hard to calm them down. You know, I think people are getting to that point, Cannoli, where, where they're getting so pissed off that they're losing the art of rational common sense thinking yes. because they become so blindsided by their anger and hatred towards an individual. You know, I, I'm just, I'm using him this morning as an example now. And it became, we were going to talk about one thing he said, but I'm seeing another post of his he made about 12 hours ago. Um, and this to me is an example to look at, to see how, People are thinking because, like I say, this friend of mine, good man, big hearted man, a songwriter, a musician, uh, a tough guy, motorcycle. He almost died in a motorcycle wreck uh, less, a little less than a year ago. He was in the hospital for like six months. And uh, so uh, and he's so this is a good guy. You look at him. He looks like a tough guy. But now he writes this yesterday. Uh, my best guess on their strategy. He starts, they know he's effed and guilty as sin, but they'll stonewall and turn this into a bullying Democrats issue until after the election in hopes that it riles his dumb F white power base. Then after the election, they'll throw him under the bus and call Pence the great white hope, knowing they would lose the election outright if impeachment goes through before 2020. This might have been the strategy all along. As much as I hate Trump, he's a pawn. This is about a power grab by those far smarter, and they may pull it off. These people aren't stupid. Mean, vindictive, greedy, and cruel, but not stupid. So this is his take. And he's got people that follow him that totally agree with this stuff. There's people out there that radically agree with this stuff, man. Yeah. Um, You know, one of my biggest things that I try to do is I try to understand all argument. Now, I never used to be like this, Roberts. I, 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 I was, you know, in fact, I was thinking about this yesterday because sometimes I see some of my posts in my history on Facebook, yeah. And, and I'm kind of embarrassed of some of the shit I used to say. It's like I can't believe I said that. Uh, sometimes yeah. we get so convicted in our belief system that we believe the way we view the world, the way we view politics, the way we view society. Sometimes we get to a point to where we feel so strongly in our beliefs that we think our beliefs is the only legitimate way things should be. And once we get to that point, a lot of people will close their mind off to conversations like you, like me. I couldn't go to somebody who's a radical lefty, like this guy here. I know you keep saying he's a nice guy, but he's saying some pretty radical shit. Right. Um, and I'm sure he is a great guy. sounds like we have a similar background. Um, but I couldn't probably go and sit down with him. Somebody who posts stuff like this on Facebook probably is not the easiest person to sit down with, with a cigar and have a civil discussion because he's so convicted in what he sees to be as reality. I've proven right. myself wrong more times than none. And through my journey in the radio industry, I've learned that I'm not always right. I've learned that I need to digest the information from all sides of the conversation. And I need to also understand that what I believe isn't always necessarily right. The people I support aren't always freaking angels. And, but they're not celebrities. They're not heroes. These are servants of the people that we need to hold accountable, whether we support them or they're on the opposite team or whatever it may be. Once we celebritize people that are in politics, we empower them to do things that are irrational towards the American people and get away with literally murder. You know what I mean? 
Yep, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. So this is interesting. This is interesting. We we literally got about 30 seconds here. Hey, folks, this um, segment is brought to you by Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. Uh, kickassbeefjerky.com. Use code word meatball, all lowercase, to get your beef jerky hookup, especially for the holidays, folks. Now, listen, when we come back, you know, we're talking about this here with this gentleman, uh, old friend, old roommate of Scotty. You know, I... We talk about the Hegelian dialectic on this program. Problem, reaction, solution. Now, this gentleman also brought up the Oath Keepers. Now, I heard nothing of the Oath Keepers that are going to be here in the Twin Cities, but I did hear some information in regards to one percenters, more or less the Hells Angels, that are going to start patrolling certain streets in certain neighborhoods where some serious thuggery is going on. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? And how is the left going to twist this into another white supremacy thing? Ladies and gentlemen, Rocky Stucci Situation Room, right here, Mojo 5 Radio. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Stand by. Yes, folks, here we are in this beautiful Wednesday, Wednesday night, the Situation Room broadcasting from an undisclosed location right here, Mojo 5 Radio, Odyssey Radio. You can also listen to the live stream on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TalkStream Live, Roku TV, Roku TV, and folks, literally broadcasted around the world. We welcome all those listening and all those watching to the program could not express how much we appreciate each and every one of you and i say that sincerely that ain't just radio talk uh, i appreciate our youtube family everybody they're, they're here loyally if not listening to the replay we love them scotty they're they're a big part of Absolutely. who we are you know what i'm saying we interact with them every single night um so folks if you're listening you ever want to join the conversation just look for rocky stucci media on youtube uh, or if you just go to streamingtalkradio.com all the links for the cannoli are there. All the links for me are there for the YouTube channels, podcasts, and all the other fun stuff at streamingtalkradio.com. Now, last segment, we were talking in regards to a friend of the cannolis and um, very far left, you know, Antifa supporter. And he was talking, he made a post about, uh, you know, going to DC with his guns. And this is why the second, you know, whatever. Yeah, everybody heard it. Everybody heard it. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. Now, I have thoughts on something here, Roberts, and I want to get your take on this. Okay. All right. Now, something that once I learned about Hegel's dialectic, you know, the Hegelian dialectics, you yes. know, it was, I think it was an essay that was actually written in the 1800s in regards to how governments work to get what they want. Uh, well, not just so much governments, anybody really. So you have to create a problem. And in this problem, a desired reaction, and through that reaction, a desired solution. Sometimes the dialectic can take years to play out. Sometimes it could be a week. Now, what we're watching here in our country, again, I don't want to mislead people because yesterday, Scotty, we briefly touched about, you know, these aren't as radical times as the past in this world, you know, right. and I do believe that. And I believe that if we become more of a peaceful nation, then we're not serving the purpose of the higher echelons, the puppet masters, the rulers of the world, the hin hand. You get what I'm saying? 
Yes, I do. And so we're seeing this huge drive of division within our country. Now, we see people on the left talking about taking up arms, going after the, the big dogs. We've seen people on the right do the same thing, right? So let's not be hypocritical in our argument. People on the right do the same shit. Um, but then I recently seen this article. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, so let me pop it up here okay. really quick. Okay, I'm, I'm patiently. Yep. Now, this article, uh, I follow all the biker clubs throughout the country. And uh, there's this article that just recently came out from uh, societyofbikers.com. And it says here, fighting back, vigilante Hells Angels, MC. Now, Hells Angels are one percenter motorcycle club. For those of you that don't know what a one percenter is, is that um, they live outside of society's standards. They they are the one percent of people that live by their own laws, their own rules, their own society, right? And they are going to take action against the teenage thugs terrorizing neighborhoods. Now, here's, here's the problem. Now, I respect that. There's another organization called BACA, B-A-C-A. They're Bikers Against Child Abuse. There's a whole bunch of biker clubs out there, not one percenters, but biker clubs that do really good things for the community, do really good things for the children. But when you bring in one percenters, they already have this stigma. You know, they already have this reputation of, oh, they're criminal, like, like the mafia. You know, they, the public already has their mindset on who these people are. And when you talk about somebody like the Hells Angels, which I know a lot of them, and they're really good dudes, hardworking, good fathers, you know, they're just part of that community. When we have a group like the one percenters that start going to the majority of these areas are ghettos, either they're low income neighborhoods where a lot of this thuggery is happening. Now you're going to get the Hells Angels, which there isn't a lot of black dudes in the Hells Angels. Now there are black people in the Hells Angels but not a lot of them. They start patrolling areas that are predominantly black. Even though I truly believe in their hearts, even though they could be violent as hell and they could rip your face off, I believe what they're trying to do is noble. They're trying to protect innocent people. Even if you're homeless, you're still innocent. I don't care if you're homeless. You're still a human freaking being, you know? And so my point is, is media is going to grab this situation and they are going to classify the Hells Angels as the white supremacist group, the KKK group, the bad white man going after the innocent, oppressed black man. Sure. That's exactly how the media, and sooner or later, because the Hells Angels won't still down, they they won't won't step down. A lot of these um, gang members are some hardcore son of a bitches and they won't step down. So sooner or later, something will escalate. People will die. And this will become a big black against right. white controversy. And then it's going to once again create that conversation in this country. Now, final thought, and I'm going to hand this to you. As these groups become more radicalized, no disrespect to your buddy, but he sounds pretty radical in his political thoughts. I know people on the right that are becoming pretty radical in their thoughts. The more radical we become, the more they want to take our guns, the more we're willing to fight back, the more law enforcement we're going to need. Do you think this may be a ploy to increase a bigger police state? To mm. take more, you know, look at just look back at the Patriot Act. You know, they needed to protect yeah. us. And in order to protect us, they needed to take some of our rights away to protect us from the boogeyman. Sure. When we want to create more of a police state like China, just like China. 
they needed to take rights away from the civilians. To do so, you need a reason to increase police presence. You need a reason to increase tactical gear, vehicles. And to do that, you need groups like the Hells Angels, the Bloods, the Crips going at it in the streets where rivers of blood will flow. Do you think that's part of agenda or am I just being way too conspiratorial here? Um, no, I don't think it's too conspiratorial, but I do think it's it's a tendency that we have. I think it's a gradual tendency we see. It's it's like, uh, what did I just hear in the news yesterday? China has now implemented facial recognition in order to sign into your internet. Um, not just businesses, we're talking personal individuals. So you could be sitting at home and you want to go watch something on the internet, go read something. You've got to sign in with facial recognition. Now, this is so they can obviously track you. And they have a picture of your face with every website you visit uh, encoded in the data. So, Rocky, what if your face and your picture and your name, along with your IP address, were recorded with every single website you've ever visited? There's nothing free on the internet. If there's nothing free or private about your life nope. when you get to that point. Nope. And uh, so when a government does that, is that for security or is that to be able to control their populace? Has no, I, I don't uh, think it has anything to do with security. No. It's like uh, what did Ben Franklin say uh, in the quote? I always mess this up, but he said, uh, if you the idea and I have to paraphrase it. If you want to take away liberty in order to establish security, you'll find you end up with neither, and uh, neither liberty nor security. So um, I think this stuff gets, it doesn't start necessarily with an end goal that is negative, the stuff of like science fiction movies or political thrillers or things like that. I think they start out with one guy's good idea for, hey, I know how to keep us all safe. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I know uh, how we resist these guys we disagree with. You enforce this law. And and maybe his intentions are good or that group's intentions are good, but they always end up veering way off. This is why this is where I go libertarian. Right. And I say, you know what? Uh, no, no, you don't need to make a law on that. Here's, stay here's out of the, my back pocket. Here's the exact quote. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserves neither liberty nor safety. Benjamin Franklin, 1706 to 1790. There it is. That's pretty He has some pretty good quotes. Yeah, he was all right. He's all right. I'll probably hang out with you the know? dude, you know, and he was a libertine, you know? So let me ask you this. So let me flip the coin here on this conversation because we also have mutual friends that believe in policing their own societies, policing their own okay. neighborhoods, you know, creating their own little mafia gang. We actually see it going on with Muslims right now, where Muslims are policing their own neighborhoods, uh, sure. mainly in in many in uh, New York City is where we hear the most because New York City Police Department is actually giving police cars, uh, uniforms to Muslims to patrol their own, and shit's going down already. There is this one Muslim that wow. beat the crap out of a little kid. Um, Anyways, what's the difference from looking at a woman? Yeah, probably. So oh. what's the difference here, Roberts, with a group like the Hells Angels? Again, I, I'm a big biker dude, man. I So I never mind. So a group like the Hells Angels start policing to protect people from thugs. 
Now, the majority of people will disagree with that. Now, what's the difference compared to a mutual dude that we know when he brings up the topic to where he wants zero law enforcement in their neighborhoods and he wants their people, referring to African-American people, to police their own neighborhoods, to be their own judges, to just to take care of their own and not de- de- depend on what society has to offer for safety. What's the difference between the two arguments there? Uh, there's not really much because uh, when you start uh, policing your, uh, yourselves in that manner, you're breaking away from the collective, the, the, the government, the, uh, how would I state this? Because I would say we want less government, but do we want independent organizations based on culture, based on heritage, based on religion, based on creed? Do we want those groups taking charge of governing or policing the people? Um, and there would still be, I'm assuming, even in his, under his system. Well, I know, I know this this friend of ours that you and I talk about, um, or that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. He would like to see it all totally separate, like it's its own nation yep. within our nation. Yep. Um, that is, well, then why are you part of this nation? You should not benefit then from this nation, uh, or is that a form of contributing to the nation? Who would they answer to? The pro- if you answered to the higher authority within the, the nation, that's one thing. I think he prefers, because I know a little bit about what he purports, he prefers that they don't have to answer to anybody else, that they answer to themselves alone. Well, then you become a sovereign nation. Um, now, even the Native American tribes, the tribal police, the tribal judges, the tribal all this, they, they are sovereign nations, and they're still recognized as such. Do you know, did you know the, the seven nations up in Northeast uh, uh, United States, mm-hmm. the Iroquois, the, uh, the, the, you could name the tribes, uh, they have their own passports. So what do you mean? What do you mean by passports? Uh, they have their own passports to go over into their, you have to show their, your passport to go over into, if I'm not mistaken, to go over into their sovereign territory. Are you serious, bro? Yeah, the reservation area, they have to have their own passports. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's a have to or if it's a want to. So the now they still fall under federal jurisdiction. So they're a sovereign nation, but they're still under the federal jurisdiction of the United States. Anyway, I'm not prepared to talk about any of that. And I'm already like, God, are we done yet today? Because my brain is dead. But uh, um, so I can't talk cogently to that issue. Uh, but if you if you're going to start having vigilantes out there that are not sanctioned by the government, do we sanction vigilante groups? Do the police in New York in giving badges and uniforms and cars to the Muslim police to be able to uh, um, um, patrol their own neighborhoods? How much license did they give them? Mm-hmm. Uh, to do certain things, they well, can't go out and shoot somebody. Let's not hang let, let's not forget the fact that you know that was something. I think it was more in his earlier days of his presidency, but that is when Obama um, he actually started patrolling civilian. Uh, what's the best way I want to put this? Like a neighborhood watch group, or yeah, there, there yeah. were many militants, you know, because I was watching some of the videos. Are you yawning, bro? What's I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me. Oh, it's not you. It's me. Did I've heard that you. before. 
<laughs> Come on, Roberts. Give me a hug, bro. Yeah, bro. Him yawning on the show. Dude, that's so unprofessional. Like, you know, if I could have muted that, I would have. You know, I could mute it like this and I could just go, oh, oh what's Scotty doing? He's yawning. He's yawning. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, I, everybody says it's such a fascinating time to be alive. I get it. I understand you know, it. There, there's a part, there's a part of me that says, yeah, that's cool. There's a part of me that's really tired of the BS. Totally. Um, um, I'm looking at this impeachment thing and I was just, I don't know what it was that came into my mind this morning, but as I drove my kids to school this morning, and I'm driving back, and I'm by myself with the little one in the back, back there singing, you know, in the back seat. And I'm just thinking about <laughs> stuff, and I'm going, you know, I, I can't remember specifically what what my mind was on, but it's looking at all this shit that's out there. Um, the the uh, um, how uh, galvanized these different groups are, and how in opposition to each other they are. And how everything has become political. Mm -hmm. Everything has become the can't. Uh, the oh, I, I think I was talking to my mom yesterday about this. My seventy-seven-year-old mom, and we're talking about things. And she's got a business. She still runs a karaoke business at seventy-seven, and she's out there all the time and sees people every night. And you think she would come on the show and sing a song for us? Sure, she would. That would be if awesome, dude. Her. That would be awesome. Yeah, if we asked her, little Patsy yeah. Klein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mom's a big, she's a big, like, uh, I don't know. What this? What is it, the songs I've heard her sing? She's like the big Celine Dion, Ooh. Barbara Streisand. Ooh. She liked all those people. Uh, of course, she can't stand Streisand's politics anymore. Right. My mom was a dyed-in-the-wool DFL liberal Democrat all the way through to somewhere in my early middle age, you know, mid-30s to, to 40. My mom snapped over. She goes, you know, all these years, you've been right. And now she's a huge Trump supporter. Just huge, huge, huge. Oh, almost way right. Oh. So uh, all of that to say, I was thinking about all this polarization. That's the word I'm looking for. Everybody's against everybody else. And everything is, you're so judged by how you voted or by what political candidate you represent mm -hmm. or by what political ideology are. And if, and if you're just simply not, if you're simply against impeachment, oh, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is this thing that you're talking about, this uh, uh, where we become a society that's ready to snap. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not because we're all bad people. It's that, you know, what has caused that? Let me ask you, what do you think is at the core of that? I think the internet is a big factor. Well, I do. I, I believe, well, you know, I mean, we've, we've gone back, we've talked numerous times in our history together on radio about the distribution of information going all the way back, the manipulation of it. Um, that's one of the things I try to do the most on this show is to make people aware, to be very judgmental, no matter what the source is. Uh, to be very judgmental and careful when you're obtaining some of this information because it's designed to piss you off. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when we look at our modern day with the Internet, we look at politicians. Politicians need a separated society in order to uh, to support their political agendas or ideology, right? But then right. we also have mainstream media and a lot of alternative media that have picked their tribe. 
And uh, like I says, if we really wanted to boost our numbers on this show, Scotty, you mm-hmm. know, we would be talking about what the mainstream media talks about every day because everything they talk about is something to piss you off. And heat is addicting. I say it all the time. Hatred yes, is. is addicting. So people will keep coming back because we are feeding into their hate. We're pissing them off and they want more. Um, That's very true. I don't want to do that on this show. You know, there's days we do a couple days of politics and you and I are be, we're, we'll both be like, Phew, need a break from that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's do something else. Just because we become conscious about what it does to our soul, what it does to our energy and what the motive is behind the distribution of information. Um, I don't want to get so radical in one specific belief system that I'm not going to consider other alternative theories, right? So I believe there's this huge cocktail, Roberts, that we're up against, and it's mainstream media, it's crooked politicians, it's people that have radicalized their beliefs so much that they can't even sit down and have a civil conversation with you. We've lost the art of communication. These younger generations, they're more focused on games and their faces and their phones than they are going to the park or sitting down and having a conversation with a stranger or picking up and reading a book to better educate themselves to understand why do they believe what they believe in, you know? A lot of people yes. don't even realize, Roberts, why they believe the shit they believe. It's just what they're taught to believe, and that becomes their reality, and that's how they react to that stuff, and I want to sometimes slap them in the face. What's up? Up bro? the head. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's uh, And we've talked about this before when we were talking about other types of topics, about the things you believe in and so on. Uh, uh, spiritually or religiously. Mm-hmm. And I used to ask, uh, when I was a youth pastor, I used to ask the kids, why do you believe what you believe? Why are you what you are? And some of the answers were ridiculous because they were there by rote. They had no idea. And so the same thing with politics. It's like, I, I want to ask people, why are you a Democrat? Why are you a Republican? Why are you a conservative or a liberal? Do you really understand why you are what you are? That's why I came down to years ago, we're talking close to 20 years ago, I said, I need to really look into and define what I am. And I said, look, I am a small C conservative with a libertarian bent, and I'm a constitutionalist, pretty much making me a Jeffersonian liberal. And uh, that's where I stand, and that's what I am. And when I tell people that, they generally back off from, you know, picking on me too much about because uh, that just confuses them because mm-hmm. they don't have any idea of what it really means to be a conservative or a liberal or a Republican or a Democrat. It's a it's the cult of personalities that has played into this. Why are you a Democrat? It's because of the people they support. Uh, is it the ideals that many people support? Do you think people are against Trump because uh, they they think uh, he does not support their democratic ideals. You know, here's the thing is that a lot of people that are against Trump don't even really know what his policies are. We've seen a lot of these men on the streets where they've gone and they started talking about some of Trump's, whether it be medical, you know, through through our medical system or, or foreign policies. Yep. And they started telling people that it was Obama and the people completely supported it. And then at the end, the dude was like, well, I was just kidding. That was actually Trump. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know. God, where was I going to go with this? It's what's what people support, what they believe in, what their ideology and, is. Right. And they really don't even know. That's the part that scares me, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of these people that really don't even understand their own belief system 
are willing to be so radical over that belief system. And that's, that's a part that really kind of freaks me out, Robert. So, yeah. Sorry. All I was going to say was, you know, how I can tell is if I'm on a social media, if I'm on social media platform and somebody says something very negative about Trump, that sounds an awful lot like the line I hear out the lines I hear out Mm -hmm. there and, and the sound bites and so on else I'll ask them, I'll say, can you describe for me what you mean by that? And I said, I mean, I said, don't go look it up right off the top of your head. Tell me, why would you say something like that? Why do you support that? Why do you say it that way? Um, Can you show me some facts and evidence that you, I said to somebody once, because they were being nasty. I said, oh, well, obviously you hold all those facts and evidences in hands in hand to be able to claim that Trump is a traitor or he's this, or he's that. I said, would you share, please, with us, share the information, the facts, the facts, and the evidence that you have that back your claim, and tell us now, because there's obviously something the Congress missed. I said, could you share it with us, please? Right. And that usually shuts people up, or they come back and say, because he's an orange turd in the office. That's it. I don't care. I don't care about that stuff. Uh, tell me what the hell you believe and why you believe it. You know, all these people want to reference Trump on calling him Mr. Orange Man. Could you imagine what the hell we would go through if we we started talking about President Tootsie Roll? Oh, yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we'd be racist, dude. We are the privileged white supremacists, oh, yeah. bro. You know, here's the well, thing. See- I got friends, family that are liberal, and they don't dislike Trump because they disagree with his policies. They dislike Trump because how he behaves and they can't get over how Trump, they can't get over that fact. Now, this is one thing I will give Obama. Obama was one of the best speakers that I probably have ever seen in presidential office. Close, close to Reagan. Reagan was really good too. Now, let me ask you, do you mean he was, you felt he was a good orator or you felt that because I clarified my position on that with somebody the other day. Mm -hmm. I said, I believe Obama exuded a lot of class. He looked classy. He dressed well. You know, his, his presence, he had a lot of class. How he spoke. I never found him to be a good orator because he was constantly effing up things that he would say. Well, yeah, if he lost Uh, his teleprompter, bro, he, um, he would, he would fly. You look at some of those videos where he lost his teleprompter and he went to shit quick. So all of his, what he has done as long as he has a script to read, he can say it in such a convincing manner that it don't matter. He could say, we're going to kill a million people, but the way he says it, it gives people goosebumps going down their legs. You well, know? that's oh. it. You know, and, and for me, if I look to the, the last great classy orator president, I would say it would have had to have been Ronald Reagan because uh, there was somebody who could hold, hold his own verbally. Well, let me, uh, let me I'm, not, I'm not being a dick here. But sure. we also have to understand that Reagan was an actor. He was an so actor. So he had the gift. He was trained how to speak. You understand, Roberts, more than most people, the importance of words and how words are distributed and how they're right. presented and how you articulate them and what emotions go behind uh, certain phrases or certain comments to support the message you're trying to perceive to the people that are listening. That's very important. Yeah. It's very important to, you know, when I was in ministry, it was important to be able to, 
there were some uh, schools, Bible schools, people going into ministry where it was a prerequisite to take a theatrical class. So you had the ability to express yourself in front of a crowd. Were you just scratching your butt? No, my back. It looked back like you were scratch. scratching your butt, dude, but there's just, just cause for it. scratcher, not it, butt scratcher. If you told me you were just scratching your butt, I would probably accept it this one time because this is the first time in history you've ever farted. This during. could be a, oh, no, no, no. It's the first time you heard it. I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it. Scotty, we got about a minute left here before we got to start doing the alt music. Let everybody right know how they can listen to the big freaking cannoli. What's up, bro? Hey, you can come over to Odyssey One Radio, ODYSY1.com, every night at 9 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Left Coast time, uh, 11 p.m., I'm sorry, 10 p.m. East Coast, uh, or like Rocky is fond to remind us all, next week in Australia or next New Zealand. Next week in Australia. Look at that, so, bro. Uh, look at that thing. It's a or come on count. over to my uh, my YouTube channel, Mr. Scotty Roberts. Mr. Scotty Roberts. Again, catch the big freaking Look at that thing. And you that's can a- see all my uh, all my archives over there, too. There's like 200 videos up over there. Dude, that's a lot of videos, bro. That's nice. Is that fake or is that real? This is real. This is a 50 cal bullet. Wow. I saw a documentary one time. They said you can order one, so I just ordered it. I'm going to make a necklace out of it. One. I ordered one. I got a 50 cal bullet. Uh, Dude, this yeah, is what I, what I would off, recommend. Bro. Is not looking over the top of it and dropping it on a cement surface. That would be so hilarious. You wouldn't remember a damn thing. No. Anyways, folks, hey, know what happened to visit you. the website streamingtalkradio.com. All the information for all of us is there. We have Jeff Darty on there. We have Professor Bower on there. We have Chad Prather on there. We have Matt Locke on there. We have me. We have freaking Scotty Roberts. Uh, Going to be adding a couple more here probably this weekend. So we have videos there, podcast links, everything you need to know, streamingtalkradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Damn, we love the hell out of all of you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to those around the world. We appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. Rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Love you guys. Have a great night. Live long and prosper. Prosper.